Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? <laughs> the number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50. Some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris. The seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back. Then Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, bada, 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 so we bada. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Welcome into the Hot Corner for Must Be a Wednesday, but baby, it's always a Wednesday around here. Mike Lynch, Joseph Fisher in the house. I am Patrick Harrison. We are back in action, baby. We are here. We are here and ready to rumble. Here and ready to rumble. Mike's so already rumbling. Ready. So ready. <laughs> Mike's already rumbling. He'll be paused for a moment. That's yeah, I okay. I my drink. Uh, but we got a lot. Uh, we, 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 have, we have fun stuff going on. I'm very happy the gang's all here. Joe, how was your uh, vacay in Bend, please? It was fantastic. Much needed. Um, I will say. <laughs> I'll tell you on that on that front. Like, I'm going to Hawaii in two weeks. Yeah. And oh man, I like please thank you. Yes, yes. It was uh much needed and um played a lot of golf. Awesome. Um, if we do that trip again, maybe cut out two or three courses. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely was a mad Overload. dash, mad scramble. Um, especially the day that we played two courses and then the day that we tried to play a course. And do a river float. Ooh. It just was go, go, go the entire time. If there's so. anything I know about a river float, now I'm not a golfer. I am 5'6", massively unathletic. <clears throat> I wish my... Hey, I played with at least two of those guys <laughs> this weekend. You're good to go. I'm like Andy Johnson if he had no athleticism. <laughs> but he actually has a bunch, so he makes up for it. Uh, but uh, let me tell you this. What I can attest to is that river float, if you're going to do a river float, man, that's your day. So like, like don't get wild because you're all like, even if you're just like floating for a few hours and you're like, Oh, I'm going to have a few beers with the sun, the dehydration, you're probably snacking on junk. It'll kill you if you're not careful. Well, we ended up doing the Tumalo float yeah. instead of the <clears throat> main bend one right yeah, downtown. Yeah. yeah that, that That's an S show. Yeah. Uh, from what I heard. So, um, and that was after our first round of golf that day. So, I mean, 
we were feeling pretty good, but the buzz was kind of killed leading up to the float because of the logistics. Yeah. Where's the drop-off point? Where's the end point? Wait, right. we ended up at the wrong end point, so we have to go to the this and move that car. And it, it really took a lot of the shine out of it. Mm-hmm. By the time we got on the water, we were good to go. Um, I bought even a floating cooler. Ooh, sexy. Money decision. Best $15 I ever spent. Yeah. Did you bring it home or did it die on the trip? It, well, it got a, a hole in it. <laughs> so, I That's mean, your 15 that, bucks. That always happens, well, by and, the way. And so it still floated, but none of the water that was, like, in the cooler keeping it cool, yeah. it just drained into the river. So, <laughs> so it now was, it's river beer. Yeah, basically. So I was like, all right, this 15 bucks, it got me what I needed, held our beers for the trip, you know, in the river float. But other than that, I mean, it was great. Great hanging out with the guys, won some money in poker, won some money uh, betting on a guy not going to bed before uh, or after 1 a.m. Saw that coming from a mile away. So, oh, man. Did he take that bet or did someone else take oh, that bet? he did. Bet? I knew he wasn't oh, going. I was God. like, I guarantee you are not staying up till 1 a.m. If you're betting on yourself, dude, you have to. Yep. And he didn't. You have to. He cradled. Well, and the funny thing is, I'm sure a lot of listeners out there uh, know that they listen to the station because this is a heavy golf station. Uh Golf, people love to laugh that golf is, like, for losers and fat people. Uh, I'm sure you were already exhausted after a round. Yeah. It's a lot of work, man. It <laughs> seems like not a lot of work, but it's like I, I liken it to, like, serving tables. You know, I'm not doing any heavy lifting. It's chill. I walk up and talk to people. Then I walk to the kitchen and grab their food and then bring it back to them. And then I walk to the bar, well, and then to the kitchen, I, and then to the table, and then, and then to the table. kitchen. And that's and a lot of bar, steps, And then okay? the kitchen. And at the end of the day, you're like, God, why am I so tired? And then put drinking on top of it, it's, it, 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 it'll, it'll take you. Yes. Who is the best golfer out there, Joe? Is it you? <laughs> no, definitely not. Oh. Um, I have a couple friends that are better than me that um, they shot some pretty conveniently low scores. Let's just say that. Conveniently like you're accusing them of cheating? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Blatantly, uh, openly. Wow. No, I mean. Uh, well, well, we'll finish rounds, and uh, sometimes he'll throw out a number, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> really? I, I've seen I you shot play. a 62. Is he doing the PFT <clears throat> commenter where he's just leaving whole scores blank to get his score lower? <laughs> I shot a 62. Bro, par is 74. You're minus 12. <laughs> Played the Kim Jong-un game. <laughs> 18 hole-in-ones. That's nuts, dude crazy no it was a great time though um but if i ever do it again yeah definitely cutting out some courses and taking some more time to chill yeah. relax <clears throat> yeah maybe like cook some food we went to like restaurants and ate out like the entire time yep it's just usually insane. usually when i travel with 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 my boys we try to have at least one night that we have a big throwdown right where we cook at the house and usually we like to go to the beach <clears throat> so someone's always running the store and buying a ton of seafood then we just do a giant boil yeah i think it was basically when we were in the moment we knew yeah this isn't gonna happen we did, the uh, only thing we is did just, fried razor clams at your bachelor party right i was just about to bring this up this is every time not just that time but every time i cook seafood with the crew out at the beach dinner 8 30 9 o'clock somebody gets it at like five and they're like dinner's gonna be ready at 6 30 at 6 30 they're like Oh man, I haven't I haven't even started the water yeah, yet. Yeah, we're still breading these. <laughs> Every time, you know it. Every time, dinner is going to be pushed back. Yeah, it sounds like uh, basically Christmas with my dad and my family. It's, <clears throat> he uh, starts getting a few drinks in him and starts talking, and before you know it, it's eight thirty, and the clam chowder is not ready to go at all. <laughs> dad, get on it, please. Oh, I, sorry. I'll, let me run to the store and get the clams. <laughs> <laughs>
Damn it, Dad. Every time. Yeah, we've had to get on him the last few years about that. Yeah, well, one day, Joe, that'll be your job. Uh, no, I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> I know. Someone else can take that on. It's it's like it's how I feel about the fire. Like if you're camping, yeah. the fire. I always start the fire. I will be the guy that starts the fire because everyone after that wants to be fire maintainer. They want to be fire marshal. And I'm like, you can have that. God. I, you can have I, that. I am such a not outdoorsy person that <clears throat> in any of these situations, I just reap the rewards of not doing anything because I don't know what to do. Oh, you're not reaping any awards because we're all talking smack behind your back. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> the, the reward is I can't start a fire, but that guy did it for me. Great. Dang. Now I get a fire. Really? It's not hard. We should teach you. We should take you out in the middle of nowhere. I'll set you up with a fire and then I'll run away. Good luck. <laughs> Bye, That's, buddy. It's not really teaching me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw you into the fire. Literally. Literally. I would not be able to start See that you. fire. Do it's I have hard. a magnifying glass? <laughs> we one time played a drinking game. While you we were... shredded up some newspapers <clears throat> for me. We used to play this drinking game called the Great American Challenge. Uh, we were in the middle of nowhere, and there was always alcohol, marijuana, a food part. There's four parts, alcohol, weed, food, and then we, it started as puzzles. But then when we got to the middle of nowhere. Sounds like Charlie McDennis. <laughs> then when we got to the middle of nowhere, it was like, okay, it has to be like an activity. Like you have to. You know, do something. So then we one year we did, you have to start a fire, and you can't use matches or a lighter. Okay. And that was great. And we're all literally there, like, like rubbing, rubbing sticks, sticks and trying and, to find flint. and <clears throat> Yep, doing the whole thing until some guy reached in his pocket who had a lighter, and he was like, hey, I found all this flint in my pocket. Whoosh. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> nice job, guys. Meanwhile, we're like... <sighs> whoosh, a convenient <laughs> pocket of lint, or flint, excuse me. Yeah. Maybe he used some lint also. Well, it was lint, but it came out of his lighter. And I was like, that thing's all, like, balled up and, like, ready to rumble. It's probably got some lighter fluid on it. <laughs> right. Leaking out from the thing. How you doing, Mike? You all right over there? Yeah, it's mostly fine now. Yeah, a little uh, bit of well, a frustrating beginning to the show. Huh? It went into the keyboard. Oh. And uh, I've had to make sure to work hard to remove it from said ah, keyboard. Ah, whatever. Well, we're, tune we're in tomorrow it. morning at 6 a.m. for Dirt and Sprague to see how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> Will Andy Dirt Johnson have a keyboard that is functioning in front of him? We're out of this building in <laughs> like out at six. two, three weeks anyways. you know. Just yeah, we're not leaving the keyboards Start behind. going stone cold in this bitch and spraying beer everywhere. I totally. It, it was it was water, Joe. That's my favorite thing. Oh. That's my favorite thing to do on a raft. Is Stone take cold. two cheap beers and just pour them all over your head. Perfect. It's the greatest, dude. <laughs> because then you just jump in the water and wash off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Especially at the end, if the beers are warm, I'm like, oh god, I don't want to drink these. Hey, look at this cool trick. Yeah. Patrick's a hero. Yeah, you're the man, oh, dude. You're the man. Do it I can't again. Wait. Do it again. I can't wait to tell this to my grandkids. <laughs> and you just had ulterior motives anyway. <laughs> oh, golly, don't golly. Well, we got a show for you tonight. There's a lot to get to. Mike Trout has, an, has a uh, random back injury for the rest of his life, and he's done, and it's over. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, there's also a giant series going on right now in Queens that's worth a peek at. And the race for the number one seed in all of baseball is really heating up right now. Have you two started the captain? I have not yet. Mm. I have not yet. That is a good show to talk about on this show. I tried to, I was going to start it the other night and my ESPN app was being wonky. So I've got it on the back burner, but I do very much want to watch it. Episodes three and four release tomorrow. Oh, excellent. I've watched the boys. Either of you gotten onto the boys yet? No, no. Oh, I, don't know I am I am currently oh, caught up to Stranger Things. I am on the current season, so not fully caught up. 
Once we finish that, I'm going to show my girlfriend seasons one and two of The Boys, and we will watch season three together. And oh, I'm in the middle yes. of watching Only Murders in the Building. I've heard of such a show. Oh, I was going to say, you're watching Murders in a Building? No, it's called Only Murders in the Building. It's Hulu. I'm sure this is all just a big misunderstanding. <laughs> Patrick just standing there with some coffee. <laughs> it's got... Uh, it's got Steve Martin. It's got Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. It's like a comedy murder what? mystery thing. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's, it's really hysterical. That Steve laugh. Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez? Yeah, yeah, and she's great in it. She's great in it. I mean, I've never seen her do anything else, so I don't know if she's any good or not, but she's really good in it. To well, keep this on the singer, isn't she? And I'm currently in the middle of, like, my 3,000th watch of Futurama, so that always is big. Uh, to keep it baseball theme, that Selena Gomez definitely came out of left field <laughs> when you were naming those actors. I'm telling hey, you, watch the show. The show's really good. Uh, so we got a lot of that to get to. Text line 503-250-1080. That'll let you interact with us throughout the entire show. And the Beers on Us podcast will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m. We've got some fun stuff to get into from the box. And also the Oregon Beer Festival is this weekend, along with craft beer and wine festival in vancouver so i think it's time to check in on festivals so we'll get to that make sure you get that wherever you get your podcasts including tenny the fan.com and the odyssey app when we come back there's a huge series going on in queens right now what does this mean for both teams what do we see going forward as it's currently 2-2 in the bottom of the night this is the hot corner portland sports leader 1080 the fan worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven nineteen here. We are live from the Poopville Willamette. It is two two. Bottom of the ninth. Runners on the corners. One out. Mets at the dish. Marte with Lindor and the polar bear right behind him. It's a little dicey here. Yeah, and uh, two games in a row now, Aaron Boone getting ripped apart by the fans. Uh, one, yesterday, he pinch hit Joey Gallo Ooh, and put him in the game. The guy who has less hits than Judge has home runs. Yes, and I believe... Sorry if that ruined fair or foul, Joe. The, I believe the reason was they had Ottavino on the mound, who is killer against righties. Yep. 
and IKF was coming up, and they pinch hit Gallo, who struck out, struck out on three pitches. <laughs> swing, swing, swing. Uh, now, I guess I, I don't know the numbers. I just saw the the one tweet. I think Eduardo Escobar just murders lefties mm-hmm. and sucks against righties. And Aaron Boone brought in a lefty and Wandy Peralta to face Escobar, who had a double off. Of him. <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know who else is available in the bullpen. <clears throat> They've got a lot of injuries, so maybe it's just this is our guy right now. Yeah. But, yeah, not, it's been a good managerial year for him, and there's the win. It's been frustrating the last couple of weeks. Yeah, this is really this is really an interesting uh, series as Marte just walks off the Mets uh, over the Yankees, 3-2 with a single into, what was that, left center? Yep. Something like that. Um, it, it, it's tough because we're not quite in August you know, although we're knocking on that door and they're not in the same division, but they're definitely, you know, hype team streaking. This was this was for like the diehard baseball fan. I wouldn't say for the average baseball fan. This is like a really big series. But for the diehard fan, this is a big series. It is. And the Yankees have been scuffling. They, they are coming back to earth very quickly. Mm-hmm. They're only now I think they're actually tied with the Dodgers now for best record in baseball after that loss. Hold, please. And uh, only two and a half games up on the Astros, who thankfully just got swept by the A's. But <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting time in New York right now because the Mets were also scuffling or at least the Braves were playing so well that it felt like the Mets were scuffling. If the Dodgers win tonight, they'll have you on percentage. Points. Half a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. It's kind of a huge series for both teams because both have been struggling, Mm -hmm. and the Mets got both games. Well, and I think what's interesting about this series mostly is that it's just kind of like this is like what your moxie is, you know. Both these teams have a lot of strengths, but both these teams have a lot of weaknesses despite, you know, and we cherry pick when they get to the top about your weaknesses. But, you know, I've asked the question all year, why are the Mets good? Why are the Mets good? You know, what is it that they do really well? And I've struggled to kind of find that. But these are interesting little windows, little caveats to see how you handle it. City Field, I almost called it Shea Stadium. City Field has been rocking the last two days for these games. It's been awesome. And <clears throat> I turned to my buddy yesterday after uh, the Mets tied it. I think it was in the second when they tied it because the Yanks hit those home runs in the first and I saw the crowd. They were cutting to Yankee fans talking trash in the crowd after Judge's blast. And then who hit it right after that? Rizzo back to Rizzo back. Rizzo back to back. And then when the Mets tied it up, I looked and saw the Mets fans. And I turned to my buddy and I said, I don't know if you could pay me to be in that stadium right now. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. Because, <laughs> like, though, there's some blood-hungry fans out there. So I thought that was what was really interesting about this series. Are the Yankees dead? No. Are the Mets going to win the World Series? No. I'm not. I'm not like here to say that. I mean, they might. <clears throat> I mean, they, and they both might. Both of those, you know, the Yankees might suck, and the Mets might win the World Series, but I don't think this is a true tell. What's interesting, mostly to me, yeah, is two games at the last week of July is not a good way to right, to right. judge a season. But what's interesting to me is Yankees jump off real quick. The big boy hits a home run, followed up right up by the vet. You're like, oh god, are we in for one? And the Mets fought back. Yep. Today, bottom of the ninth, runners on the corners. You were asking, do you do you load the bases just for the easy out? But Lindor's coming up. Like, you're not well, in you, an easy you, position. You want the force at any base so you could potentially just get a quick out at home and, and go to the next batter. But 
Lindor has been a known Yankee killer in his career and has done it in every, well, every, both uniforms he's worn. And as I said, he's a switch hitter, so it doesn't matter who you bring in. Well, unless yeah, you want it, a fresh arm. It had nothing to do with the pitcher. It just had to do with getting a force at, so, at home. So yeah. I, I will say, if there's anything to take away from this series, is that the Mets, they, they got a little moxie. The Mets are well-managed, yep. which we knew they would Very be with well Walter. They'll win the World Series after they fire him. And... and the way Buck has kind of set the team up lineup wise, and this is partially whoever their GM is now, um, is working in the modern, modern in this year's version of baseball, which is much less power based. It's a little old school. The, Plays right into Buck's hand. Well, the Mets have so many hitters who are old school hitters, like Brandon Nimmo. He's like a three hundred hitter, but he barely <laughs> hits for power. Jeff McNeil is like a 290 hitter who barely hits for power. Yet they're two of the most important hitters in that lineup. And of course, you've got your Pete Alonzo's. And, yeah, yeah. And you've got big bats there. But I mean, your other star players, Starling Marte is a 300 hitter. Frankie Lindor, I don't know what's going on with him. He used to be a 300 hitter. Now he's a 240 hitter. But he's not just a pure power guy. They have guys who do everything. Mm-hmm. And they also have, and will in a, in a couple weeks, have DeGrom and Scherzer at the top of that terrifying rotation. And Scherzer threw well tonight. Well, Scherzer, as we know, and I didn't know uh, until today, today was his birthday. Oh. And Scherzer is known for being good on his birthday. Well, yeah. They, just look at him. The guy's got two different colored eyes. His his birthday stats are amazing. Yeah, I'm sure they are. The guy's a psychopath. And if you're if you're an insane psychopath like Max Scherzer is known to be, of course, if it's your birthday – his level of competitiveness is going up tenfold. I didn't know it was his birthday. Just stay away from that guy. Thank God his birthday's in July and not like October 8th. <laughs> right. His birthday's October 21st. It's just game five of the World Series. Every year. <laughs> Max Scherzer picks a new team every year and they always go to the World Series. And then on his birthday, he clinches it. <laughs> uh, so then let's look at it on this side. Going forward, what you see from this, what if you're the Mets? I mean, I think if you're the Mets, you just stick to the plan. I mean, if you're the Mets, you just had a reminder of your good start to the year. You got a day off. You just not only toppled the team who everyone's been talking about, but also your inner city rival. And moving forward, you should be a little very confident, especially because DeGrom is back next week, I believe. He just had his last rehab start in Syracuse. He did. It didn't go well. I read that this morning. Like, he he walked some guys. He had some soreness. It wasn't as awesome as they intended. I wouldn't be shocked if he has one more stint. If he doesn't get shut down, honestly, for 10 days. Either way, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not down on the Mets. I, I think that they are a little smoke and mirrors, but I think this year smoke and mirrors is working. And it's the kind of work in the playoffs. It's too. the kind of baseball that's being played as we keep talking about the last few weeks. And then if you switch over and if you're the Yankees, I mean, I think it's obviously you need a starting pitcher. You got to go find somebody at the deadline. Uh, right now, this this team needs a little life again. I think they were so good in the beginning of the year that they've hit this first first skid. They still they haven't been playing well. They're like four and ten in their last fourteen games. They still have a, a ten and eleven game lead in the division. So there's really nothing that they're playing for. They're kind of just dull. They're in the true dog days of summer. I don't care who it is. I mean, yes, they need some pitching, but go make a big trade. Get Castillo, get Soto. Just something that that'll inject a little life back just in. Brings the positive vibe around, and, and it, it shows them that the front office is going for it, just like they want to go for it. So, yeah. 
as a fan, that's what my hope is. And I know that every team is in on both those players, but that that is the step right now is it's good. The deadlines in a week because the team needs a little life. Right. Let's not uh, let's not jump to conclusions. Uh, well, there's as, no conclusions to jump to. As they, as they say in office space, let's not worry about that right now. But it just it's fun to see really cool, high-octane baseball this early in the season, if I can say that. Yeah. I mean, like, those, I watch both those games. They're must-watch baseball games. Big energy. They were both on TV. You know, it's like, I'm going to watch these games. Uh, so that's really great. When we come back, I want to flip to the other side as that there is a team that is massively spiraling out of control in the same division, the American League East. And I want to get to that and see what the hell is going on over there. And we'll do that next. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we got a little Mike Trout dealing with something wild and fair or foul at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to that, sticking in the American League East, as we were just kind of chatting Yankees Mets there, uh, there's another team, as we like to say, you are going the wrong way. And part of me as a known bias and a vocal hater of the Boston Red Sox. I can't uh, be more happy about this. However, this seems to be going down in a way that, Mike, I don't understand how the pieces just fall apart. Not only is your starting staff garbage, which we knew we it was knew. going into the season. And very injured at the moment. And very injured, yes. Chris Sale can't catch a break. I'm so sad for him. Uh but it's now Maybe getting, he'll go cut up a jersey. It's now getting to the point. It's not just giving up runs. It is now comical. Like when my phone buzzes and says another Little League Red Sox error, I pull it up and watch the video because I don't believe it. They had two more today. They had two more today. They were up 6-5 on Cleveland in the eighth and lost 7-6. This team is spiraling in a bad way. And... I never thought they were that good to begin with, but they came out and they did what I expect an Alex Cora managed team to do. Hide your weaknesses, play smart, do the things, and they can't do anything right now. So maybe this is unfair, but my very first question was, is Alex Cora actually a good manager? Boom, bingo. Because obviously he had the cheating scandal in Houston. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there were, there was the stuff that was going on in Boston too. His first year there, remember they fired him and then mm-hmm. brought him back after a year. Watch stuff and yeah, seems so, like seems like kind of followed him to Boston for right. Houston. Well, I mean, he was he one won of the, a World Series. He was one of the main guys doing it in Houston. Mm-hmm. So of course he's going to bring it with him if it worked. And yes, last year they were surprisingly good, but the two years around that they've been well. The year prior to that they were dreadful. And this year, outside of June, they've been dreadful. June, they went 20-7. and It's nice. They had a really bad start to the year, and now they are back below 500 as they've had a really bad July. I'm having a hard time figuring it out, too. It's almost like a mojo thing because you've got – I know partially right now Devers is on the IL, so that's not helping. But you've got Devers, Xander Bogarts, 
And J.D. You, Martinez. And you know me, I love Xander Bogarts. All three of them hitting like 330 and better. And Juan Dulio making me look like an ass. <laughs> I mean, Big he, time. Somehow he's, he's still a great hitter. Big time. But everything else is a complete disaster. You brought up Jalen Duran, who was one of your higher-rated prospects as an outfielder. He has made so many mistakes as a defender, and he strikes out 85% of the time, it feels like. That's obviously an exaggeration. But every time I've watched the Red Sox, he strikes out all the time. You brought you called up uh, one of your top pitching arms in the wake of all of these injuries, and he's gotten lit up for his first three stars. I think his name is Gallo or something like that. Um, so he, he's got hit, hit hard as well. You have no closer. No, none. You are using Tanner Houck in that role. He used to be a starter. It hasn't gone super great. Unless you travel across the border. Right. Uh, there's a guy named like Schreiber who was good, but he's been hit a little bit. Leave Schreiber is the closer? For- no. Bad closer act, by committee. Joke. Holding. Well, he gets holding. Holds. He gets holds. He gets holds. Big holds guy. There's a couple guys on that bullpen <clears throat> who have pitched well this year. Uh, I mean, Garrett Whitlock's been back and forth between the bullpen, the rotation, and the injured list, and he was really good. It's it's weird. It's just it's just bad vibes. Anytime I watch the Red Sox, it's bad vibes, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> that to me is a manager problem. And that's why I asked the question because I never thought Alex Cora was a bad manager. I thought he was a great manager. Oh yeah, if you, if- even even if you were to ignore the cheating. Mm-hmm. And say, just take those years away. Sure. I still thought he was a good manager. I felt like he had a good lay of the clubhouse. I felt like he made smart in-game decisions for the most part. And for whatever reason, I mean, fundamental issues like errors, constantly stupid fielding plays, that's a coaching issue. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I, I, I'm i very critical of Aaron Boone as a manager. Uh, and I, I think you should be partially rightfully so. Right now, I might take Boone over Cora. And that's not good. That that that's really not good, and and I don't even I'll even take it a step further. I don't even know if it's just Alex Cora. I think this could even go further. Bogarts looks like I'm out of here. JD well, that, Martinez is on the block. Well, they're refusing to pay, at least so far. And speaking of that, what's Alex Verdugo doing for you? Nothing. My teams are the worst teams in fantasy baseball, and I have dropped Alex Verdugo. Yeah, like let's put it that way. That's your prize from Mookie Betts, right? Uh, Bobby Dahlbeck's been a disaster this year. Absolute disaster. Uh, he's a little hotter this month, but it, he's hitting like 180 uh, or maybe like a little over 200 now. And all these young guys that you thought were going to be good just haven't really panned out to be great. You've had some guys come up and look okay. You went back and got Jackie Bradley Jr. back. Nobody wanted him. But why? You gave up Hunter Renfro, who is a great fielder and a much better hitter for, yes, Bradley Jr. is one of the best fielders in baseball. Sure. But he can barely hit. He's a liability. Your center fielder's batting 220. Yeah. I think it goes higher up to the GM. From a lot of uh, Red Sox banter that I followed throughout the year. Wait, is Dombrowski running that show? No. Oh. It's the former Rays GM, Chime Bloom. Gotcha. Or however you pronounce his first name. Red Sox fans hate him. Well, yeah, I would too. You're about, I mean, like. Well, he, he's running them like the Rays, a.k.a. we don't have money. <laughs> Yeah. which is why Devers doesn't have a deal and Bogarts doesn't have a deal. You have cornerstones of your franchise who are elite, top-tier players, and you're going into their walk years going, well, we'll see. Which is hilarious because if you look at Fenway Sports Group, look at the other pro sports team they own, Liverpool, they're doing amazing things over there. 
Well, they own a lot of teams, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like that. That's that's why it's an organizational thing. It's not ownership. It's something like that. And dare I ask this question? What do the Red Sox look like in two years? Three they also years? own the Penguins. What What do the Red Sox look like in two to three years? Bogarts is gone. Martinez has been dealt. Devers ain't going to sign long term. Well, he might. Sale will be washed if he's not already. What does this team look like? I don't know what their farm system is. So if you know the farm system, like let me know. 503-250-1080 uh, is the text line. But this team is like borderline disaster. Like this year, yeah, is a bad year. Sure. And and sometimes when you're a team with expectations, like, like the White Sox, for example, should be a lot better than they are. They've been hit with injuries. Their manager's an old racist. I don't know what to tell you. They'll clean that slate at the end of the year. But they've still got players in place. The Red Sox, this is bad. And I don't mean to trash Joe's Orioles, which are like one of the most fun, hot teams in baseball and really cool to talk about. The Red Sox, I don't know if there's any team on the Orioles, just being honest, that would start on the Red Sox, maybe outside of Adley because he's young. And they are a better team by far than the Red Sox. That's a problem if you're a, if you're a Boston I mean, I kind of disagree with that. I think a lot of Orioles would start on the Red Sox over <laughs> almost all the Red Sox nice, starters. Nice. The Red Sox lineup is not that good. No. Outside of those three hitters I talked about, it's really not that <clears> good. <throat> um, by the way, we just had our first trade of the deadline. Oh, yeah. It is involving the Yankees. Oh, my goodness. How do you have this? I'm on Twitter. Uh, oh, Jeff yeah, Passan just tweeted it a minute I'm ago. I'm not on Twitter. Damn you, Passan. Why didn't you text me, Passan? We made a deal. They are finalizing a deal to get Andrew Benintendi. Oh. We heard that. We've heard that for a couple weeks now. For three minor leaguers, interesting because he's not vaccinated. And I know the Yankees are all vaccinated because right. of the Toronto factor. Be interesting to see what happens with that. I don't know. I mean, real quick on the Ben and Tandy thing. I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good pickup for them for depth. I mean, that's not your game changer. Well, it, he plays me, a lot of positions. To me, it, it means they're not in on the Juan Soto chase unless Soto's not going to get traded at the deadline. Because, you know, that there's been a lot of buzz, but that's a huge deal that could mm-hmm. need to wait until the summer. To me, that that's a little upsetting because I really want them to go after Soto. <laughs> Everybody wants to go get Ron, Juan Soto. But ba- basically what this is, is your Joey Gallo replacement. He's oh. a lefty outfielder who actually can hit. <laughs> and, and can actually feel. Yes. Well, Gallo's an amazing fielder. Um, but who can actually hit. And they need that. They need lefties, and they need a hitter. So that this is your Joey Gallo replacement, <clears throat> and that's gotcha. fine. It's it's a good trade for that. I just am nervous that means they're not going to get one. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to kind of watch how far Boston can fall till the end of the year, because boy, I I I don't I see it getting worse before I see it getting better. When we come back, the race for the number one seed going into the World Series is heating up, and I'm curious, Michael. As we have discussed the Yankees, there are other teams in the fray now where we see this going. We'll do that next. Hot Corner, 10A The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Mike Trout's got something going on that's going to affect him for his entire career slash, dare I say, his entire life. We'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour plus Fair or foul at the bottom of that. We're about 45 minutes away from that, so stick around for that. 503-250-1080. There's only one game still going on in baseball right now. It is Rays-Orioles, although Rays have gone up in the 10th. 
and we'll see how that goes. As God, the Orioles are just so fun to watch. And speaking of fun to watch, uh, it came across on the text line earlier, like, uh, can we talk about this already? Mike, you told me something in the break. Marco Gonzalez called Julio Rodriguez the greatest player he's ever seen. I'm going to pull up the quote because I don't. I just want to make sure I get it right. Uh, yeah, Marco Gonzalez on Julio. I think he's the best player I've ever seen. He's for sure the best player I've ever played with. Wow. You you said this last week. Mm-hmm. Julio is not just the future of the Mariners. Right. Julio is the future of baseball. Yeah, and I've been saying it for a couple months, but, like, nobody wants to listen to me. They just call me a homer, so I kind of was a little quiet on it. But now that the whole world's seen, I mean, I mean, the quote he had today was, everyone is watching. You can't have fun playing baseball if you don't look like you're having fun. And I think I saw that he is the first player ever to participate in the home run derby and then hit a homer in his first two games after the home run derby. He had to sit for a few games because he had soreness in his wrist. But he Probably said, swinging so hard. Yeah, he said, uh, I don't like watching baseball. I like playing baseball. And you can't play baseball if you're hurt. So I'm playing. Well, I kind of hate that because that shows how young people don't like watching baseball. But you know what? For you, Julio, anything. He's like, oh, man, dude, if I wasn't good at baseball, I'd totally be watching NFL. Duh, dude, that's number one. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Mahomes! Come on, bro. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think we're just very, very fortunate to sit here and watch one of the next greats. Um, I mean, we got, you know, we talk about this every single year, and I mentioned it last week with John, that it feels like the youth movement is just the gift that keeps on giving, but I can't wait for, like, one of these young kids to, like, I mean, and it's going to take time is more than anything, but, like, to truly show us that you are the future, you know? Tatis has been hurt. Yep. Acuna's been hurt. And bad recently. Yeah. Vladdy Jr. looks close. Um, but sometimes it's hard for me to not look at the name on the back of his jersey and, like, look at it impartially. But I'm waiting for one of them to really step out and the league say, that's the guy. And, God, Julio is getting closer and closer. I think he's already there, he's dude. He's just sexy, I, I, man. I, I, don't, I, I don't know any other player that I felt this way about. And that includes Mike Trout. And that includes Bryce Harper. And it includes Manny Machado. Mookie Betts. And I mean, when Betts includes- was a kid, he was great. Just from the first two and a half months of any player's career, I'm not sure I've ever been, and maybe it's because we live here and, and, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. friends with John, who's a Mariners fan, and you're a new Mariners fan, and there's a lot of, you know, of that going around in this bubble here. And we're in a bubble. I mean, the closest team is a 10-hour drive. Right. But, well, outside of Seattle. Seattle. I was going to say, you're slow, man. (laughs) The train, baby, the train. (laughs) Um I don't think I've ever felt this way about one of the young guys coming up more than I have about Julio, that this dude is as good as it gets. Uh, I, I think there were some questions, sure, concerns about his fielding, sure, but he's kind of washed that away quickly. He graduated of, from right field to center in a Mariner <laughs> uniform. He's had a couple of robbed home runs or, or jumped ca- uh, catches at the wall. Uh, I mean, as a hitter, he's just elite. And good bat speed, great play discipline. The, the second that the umpire stopped screwing him, they he started hitting. Because he, he was, and, and the Mariners called the league about it, he had the most balls called strikes against him of any player in baseball. And it was, it was like, wasn't even close. They were, they were squeezing him like crazy or, or stretching the zone for him. And once they stopped doing that, he started raking. And now the Mariners have him hitting first in the lineup. So you've got Julio with pop speed, contact skills, all of it. Five tool, true five tool. Getting four or five at-bats a game. 
That's amazing. I think I think the last the, the 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 players that Julio reminds me of how I feel about them when they were young, the ones that the ones they all I got four. These are the ones that come to mind the most, and I'll go in most recent to oldest: Albert Pujols, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, and Ken Griffey Jr. I think in before my time, you've seen <clears throat> yeah the four I've seen that when they were when they were first on the scene, you were like, whoa. What is that? I felt the same way about Manny. Pujols was just like, good God, who is this guy? Right. And that's why everybody was like, oh, he's got to be on the juice. Because it was in that era, and you're like, whoa, who is this guy? And I feel the same way about Julio. I mean, maybe Miggy Cabrera as well. He might be in that list as well. I mean, I just named Hall of Famers minus Payrod. Or right. I- I'm... It's oh, hard guess, for me. I like, guess Manny. I always consider Manny a Hall of Famer. Right. It's hard for me because a lot of those guys are when I was super young. So sure. I wasn't watching. And I have like just enough age on you that I get the whole 90s. Well, you're like five years older than me, right? I'm 37. Yeah, I'm 33. So oh, four, year, four yeah. years older than me. Um, I just turned 33. So there's. And there's I just the, turned 37. Yeah. Oh, okay. So four years. Yeah, that's the difference right there is I started watching baseball in 1995. Yeah. But I was a kid. Like mm-hmm. I was six. So Maybe I. I'll throw a chipper in there as well. Yeah, well, maybe. So I don't have as as good of a memory of some of those guys earlier sure. in their career. Like I know Miggy as a Tiger. I know he was a Marlin. I know I know he was in that World Series in '97. But broke I broke my heart in '97. I, I I don't remember him as he's that. 03. Miggy Cabrera's 03. Wasn't he both? No, nobody's both except for uh, Luis Castillo. I thought he was '97. I think Miggy's 2003. Dude, next year would be his 20th year. You think he's been in the league for 25 years? I'm looking. <laughs> you don't need to be mean about it. But anyway, that's... Yes, it's 2003. That was his rookie year. Ah, uh, Come on, Mike. Come, come on. on. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. You only uh, played in 87 games. <laughs> Helped them win a World Finished Series. fifth in rookie of the year voting. Then went on to win a triple crown, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, first ballot Hall of Famer. I just want to give him a hug. He looks squishy. Ah, his teammate did win rookie of the year. His teammate was... Not Josh Beckett. No. It was A.J. Burnett. He's going to show me. Oh, Dontrell. The D-Train. Dontrell Willis. The D-Train. The I, D-train. Showed, I showed him his uh, <laughs> You got his up and started motion. pitching, and I went, ah, oh, dang it. It's Dontrell Willis. <laughs> Behind uh, him was Scott Pudsednik, <laughs> Brandon Webb, and Marlon Bird, and then Miguel Cabrera. Wow. Scott Pudsednik. Uh, but real quick. Uh, MVP that year? MVP well, of, of each league of, of the each league. Oh, in 2003, 2003 should be pretty easy in the American league is Alex Rodriguez. Yep. In and the, the national, national league, league is. Oh, Barry Bonds. There you go. Bonds was still playing in 2003. Well, they went to the series in 2002. So I guess that makes sense. Did he hit 73 in 2003? No, that was 45. Okay. Okay. Anyway, only 45, only 45. What a loser. Washed. What a Washed. drop of 30. All right, we got a lot to get to in the second hour, so don't go anywhere. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on Portland Sports Leader, 10A The Fan. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.